This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 206. I'm in your head. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He used to compete in pog tournaments. Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, if, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up everybody, Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me in session 206 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I appreciate you being here Apologize about the whisper in the beginning. I realize how creepy that might be. Uh, but anyway, we have a great guest today. His name is Robert Duff. You can find him at duffthepsych.com, P-S-Y-C-H, like psychologist, because that's what he is. That's what he does. And he's generating a passive income by publishing books on Amazon, Kindle books, audio books, and all those sorts of things. We get into strategy. We talk about why he's doing this, how well it's doing. We get into some numbers. And uh, just to show you, I mean, it's really cool because he's not the super marketing expert. He even admits that on the show, uh, but he's doing really well and he's building this great base business for himself with these books on Amazon. A lot of you know, I recently, last month, published a book myself and I plan on doing more. And uh, for those of you who are interested in that, uh, it is it is a way for you to produce a passive income. It's a lot of work to write a book, but we get into the production of the books as well and how Robert positioned himself in a space where there are books already on the same topics, but how he was able to stand out and um, just really knock it out of the park. Uh, it's, it's a great story. So without further ado, here's Robert Duff from DuffThePsych.com. Here he is. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me. And I am here with Robert Duff, PhD, as it says on his Twitter account, at Duff the Psych. Uh, man, Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Pat. This is a little surreal. It's pretty cool to be on the show. 
No, I appreciate you being here. And actually, I wanted to talk really quick about the way you reached out to me. Uh, it, was, it was nice because you actually reached out to me via Twitter. And we had a conversation about, uh, you know, the show and kind of what you were up to. And uh, you were a perfect fit because a lot of people know that I'm looking for, you know, and I don't want to say you're a regular person. That's how you mentioned it on on the on uh, uh, the direct message. But, you know, I'm looking for stories from people who are making it work for themselves online who aren't necessarily the A-listers as we all have come to know in the online space. And you're definitely one of those people, Robert. So I'm happy to share your story. And for anybody else out there who's listening, if you have a story where you're making it work online, or even if you uh, aren't and, and you're looking for some help, I mean, I know in previous episodes like 186, I talk about how I'm looking for stories where I can help people through consultation and that sort of stuff. But anyway, there's there's a lot of ways that we could potentially work together for those of you listening and myself. Just keep those ideas flowing and, and, and keep those emails and those messages coming. I'm, I'm always looking to inspire and feature awesome people on the show. So Robert, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of why you, uh, not just why you reached out, but what you felt you had to offer in uh, this particular episode here today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you're right. Um, I'm one of the mere mortals. You know, I represent the contingent of people that I think can use passive income as uh, a boost and as kind of an add-on to supplement, you know, other income. Mm -hmm. uh, my background's in psychology, so I recently got my doctorate in psychology in uh, 2015, and there's a lot of struggle built into pursuing a degree in psychology. There's a lot of different steps that you have to go through. It's kind of like becoming a medical doctor where you have to do a lot of work for not so much money eventually. Yeah. And uh, I think that integrating passive income has really opened me up to help even more because I'm not so concerned about putting food on the table, making rent and things like that, which I think is a really big trap that people in this field fall into. So it really opens me up to do that more flexibly, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And then in terms of, you know, how you initially got started with the generating passive income, can you tell us how you got into that? I mean, did that stem off of what you do in the psych world or where did it all start? Well, um, I've always been a bit of a, a hustler, so to speak, in that regard of just wanting to have other sources of income. And I've listened to your podcast since pretty early on um, in the early days of SPI. And so it's always been in the back of my mind where people in my cohort were talking about, you know, uh, people in the field of psychology. I'm talking about, you know, Pat Flynn, Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, <laughs> people like this. And they're like, who? <laughs> you know, awesome. and so it's, it's something that's always been there for me. And um, I decided at one point to pursue kind of passive income in general, and I wanted to find out what that would be later on. So I've tried a few things that have failed throughout the years, different blogs and YouTube channels and things like that. But in uh, 2014, later in the year, I was having a conversation with my wife and I was explaining a psychological concept to her. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was explaining it in language that was very normal, kind of just dude language, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Dude language, that's totally yeah. my language. Yeah. And I mean, well, you're from San Diego, so you, you get it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I realized that's something that I've always been good at. And I've been told that in therapy, for instance, um, with clients of mine by other professionals that I have a good way of taking complex concepts and talking about them like a normal person. And she was like, you should make a book like that. And so I was like, well, I, there's nothing really stopping me from it. So let's do it. And about a week and a half later, I had my book out. A week and a half later. Yeah, wow. I, okay. I pounded it out. It's not a long book. You know, it, it's short, but it's 
dense and I was just, I had the, the high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, we're going to get into that and how you accomplish that. But I want to, I want to rewind a little bit back to sure. when you first wanted to get into passive income, all these experiments and things that you did that, yeah. that failed. What were, if you don't mind sharing some of those things and why do you think they failed? Well, you know, they were, they were just feelers, you know, I wasn't really uh, serious about it and I didn't really have an idea that, you know, I wasn't gauging any audience interest or anything like that. I didn't even have an audience quite yet. So I had done some things. One of the things I had done throughout grad school was actually bartended, which is a little bit unusual as well. And so I was like making, I made like a mixology blog that I was putting Google AdWords ads on and, you know, that didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I had a podcast for a while that was um, actually, it's totally unrelated. It's not around anymore. I've let it kind of pod fade out, but it was uh, about homelessness and I interviewed homeless people on the street and that was pretty uh, wow, early intense. on. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, and that was something that I never intended to make necessarily income off of, except to maybe keep it going. But all these things kind of gave me different lessons through that. I gathered more about video, audio recording, mm -hmm. you know, through this other experience, I learned more about blogging and they're all kind of stepping stones along the way and coming in, all that was right at the beginning of grad school, which was about a five year period. And coming into the beginning of grad school, I had all this background in those things, which no one else in my cohort really had. So it kind of set me up in a way to naturally transition into something that's working out better for me now. Yeah, no, I love that. You've kind of learned these skills that you then incorporated into what you do now. And that on top of what I would like to assume is your unfair advantage in this space, uh, it's it's created a nice combo for you into what you do now. So if, if somebody were to ask you, you know, in terms of what you do here for online business, like what do you do? What What is it that you do? How, how are you generating an income? Through eBooks uh, right now. I have a I have a book series out. It's called Hardcore Self Help. Uh, I wrote one book about anxiety, mm -hmm. and I'm about to release another one about depression. And it's basically the uh, it's like an anti self help book. So I describe it as a self help book for people that hate self help books. So instead of talking in deep psychological terms about why you know things are going on, I say why your brain is a jerk and how you can kind of beat it into submission in different ways and you know talk very colloquially like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have a book out. It, it was released in September 2014 and I started off with just a Kindle ebook. Okay. And then I recorded an audiobook myself with with it. So I did that through ACX, the Audible Exchange. Um, and then eventually I, I updated it to a second edition and released it through CreateSpace. And that's really where things have kind of blossomed from. Okay. So for those of us who don't know, can you explain yeah. what ACX is and this audio stuff? And then we'll get into also, well, what is CreateSpace? Because I know there's a lot of people who might not know what that is. So the audio first. So Kindle, I think a lot of people understand. You wrote an ebook, published it on Amazon. What is this next step that you took? Audiobook. How, how, what did that on, entail? Yeah. So like you said, Kindle is pretty self-explanatory. You could upload a Word document and have a book the next day, pretty much. The Audible one, I kind of just looked into it. I Googled Audible, see how, see, saw how it was done. And uh, you have different options to upload an audiobook. So you can hire somebody to do it. And I believe that they have um, the structures in place on Audible's website to help you do that. Mm -hmm. But there's another option where you can record it yourself. If I remember correctly, you tried to do that first for your book too, right? Uh, your first book? Yes. I have an yeah. audio book, but it's not published through Audible. There, it, okay. it, it, it was an initial offering on audiobooks.com. Gotcha. 
which is separate than Audible, but mm-hmm. in uh, the future, um, or at the time of this recording, in the future, my book, Will It Fly, will be on Audible, if not already. Yeah. The, the cool thing about, uh, so Audible, the ACX, like I referred to, it's called the Audible Creator Exchange, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the option to upload your own file. So it gives you the guidelines, tells you how much you know white noise you need at the beginning, exactly what files you need to put together to, and what bit rate and all that stuff. So it's a little dense if you don't have any audio background. But like I was saying, those previous experiences kind of set me up to be able to do that. And I just used a... Um, a mic that's a little bit worse than the one I'm using now. So I'm actually thinking about updating it at some point. It was just a blue snowball mic that I got from some creepy dude on Craigslist for pretty cheap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I used that and I used a pop filter that I got off of uh, uh, eBay for like five bucks or something like that. And I just locked myself in my closet where there was good audio and, mm-hmm. and busted it out. Nice, nice. I love that. And so in terms of the audiobook and the upload of it, are you saying that anybody could upload any audio and essentially have that become a book? Or does it have to be something that is the same as something that's on Amazon already? I think they're independent. I think you can upload an audiobook by itself. Uh, it doesn't have to be matched to a Kindle book. They have to approve it, obviously. There, there's a, a kind of uh, a okay. submission process that's a little bit longer than it is for Kindle where they review it. They'll give you feedback if you need to fix anything. Um, for instance, I needed to put more like room noise in my recording so that they could use their own compression for it. Mm. But after that, I think that it's, it's open to things that aren't already existing as a book. But the good thing about it, and we'll talk more about CreateSpace as well, but the good thing about it is that through Audible, it is an Amazon product, so they're linked. You know, when you look for my book, you see uh, available in three versions mm-hmm. on so Amazon. Kindle, uh, the audiobook, and then the paperback book, right? Exactly, yeah. And then that goes into what CreateSpace allows you to do is the paperback stuff. Can you talk a little bit about and help edu- help us educate people in dude language what create space is <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's amazing is what it is it's basically it gets your book into print and you don't have to hold any inventory so it's what's called print on demand basically they have their little elves that work for them and whenever somebody wants to buy a print version of your book those little elves put it into paper ship it out of the factory directly to the consumer so you don't have to carry in any inventory and you actually don't have to buy anything. You just upload the document and Kindle or Amazon rather takes a certain percentage out of that for every sale. And what is the percentage? You know, it varies. I don't remember off the top of my head because if you order directly from CreateSpace, it's, you get the highest royalty off of it. If it's ordered through Amazon.com, it's slightly less. And if it's ordered through other distribution channels that they push out to, so for instance, you could go to BarnesandNoble.com and buy my print book, it's a little bit less than that. So every, kind of every step along the way, there's a little uh, bigger cut that's taken out. Okay, and then you had but mentioned- it's pretty earlier, decent. You had mentioned earlier that CreateSpace was- amazing in terms of where everything changed for you and your business. Can you talk in terms of what, what, why that was so important? Yeah. One thing that is really interesting that happened, you know, I had these worries that maybe putting out the audiobook or putting out the print book would somehow detract from people downloading the ebook, but really kind of tripling down on it helped each separate one. So my uh, ebook sales went up, my audiobook sales went up and the print sales, you know, kind of exploded. And one thing that I think contributed to that was, uh, the print book seems to have a different interaction with Amazon's sort of 
whatever you want to call it, their SEO, you know, how their search engine works. Mm -hmm. So that if you go to amazon.com, just plain old amazon.com and search for anxiety, my book became the first result entirely. So, and I think that happened after the print book came out. Ah, okay. So there was like a little bit more in the Amazon uh, system that showed them that this was like something worth putting closer to the top. Yeah, and I, I'm no SEO expert or anything like that, but it seems like they reward the interconnectedness of it. The more, you know, each of these books are pointing to each other and it's more available. Even the SEO on Google, as I searched for it, became, you know, uh, stronger and stronger as I was putting out these other uh, versions of the book. So it really mm-hmm. helped bump it up there. And it's it's just been amazing because I realized that people still want print books. I didn't think that when I first put the ebook out, but people totally do. I, you know, I, I make more from the print book now than the ebook. And that was a huge surprise for me. That's awesome. Would you be able to share a ballpark of kind of what kind of income you're making from these sources? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not, you know, one of the uh, A-listers, but it's definitely helping out. And I could say that, you know, um, it's, I come from a pretty humble background. I grew up uh, very humble. And I've the reason I've always been a, a hustler, you know, is because I've always, uh, I just have an ingrained sense that I, I need to make sure that I have money because I've struggled for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of amazing to think that I have an automatic rent payer <laughs> now, which is, it's just crazy. Um, my biggest month was this past month, December, um, biggest month that I've had. And I made 5,000 from the book in that month. Across all the different channels put together. Right. So I made like 3000 something from CreateSpace, uh, like 500 something from Audible and then, you know, the rest of it from the ebook on Kindle. And then is that is that profit you're talking about, too? That's total. Yeah. Um, You know, so you have to you have to do your own uh, work with the taxes and stuff like that because they just give it to you straight up unless you specify otherwise. Okay, but that's after Amazon royalties taken away already. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's pretty darn good. Uh, Yeah, you're doing you're doing a great job. I'm uh, I, I think a lot of people would be very happy with, you know, you had started that answer with like, oh, you know, I'm not one of the, uh, <laughs> like, I wasn't really sure what number you, you were going to share, but that that's incredible. Although I know yeah. a lot of people would, you know, just a few hundred extra dollars would do a, a lot for them. And in a normal, you know, so like I said, that was my biggest month. It's definitely calmed down since then. It was the holiday that bumped that up, but I'm regularly making two, 3000 from it. And like I said, you know, that to know that if I was, quote unquote, unemployed right now, and I had no income, I would still be able to pay my rent is like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. And then uh, a follow up question I have is, okay, so you put out this book. And, you know, you're telling me these numbers, which are great. How did you get people to find the book? Mm -hmm. Where did that happen? How did that come about? So a few different ways, you know, one thing that I knew going into it, just from my own sense of it was that the, um, the title, it's it's a bit provocative. You know, I didn't share the whole title on here because I don't want to get bleeped out, but there's a swear word in it. It's bleeped out in the title, so it's basically F anxiety. And I knew that that would be something that caught people's attention and there's a certain virality to it that you would want to share with other people. So I knew that there would be a, a, a component of that to it if it went well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did everything that I could aside from that to start, you know, getting it out to people. So I started with my own network of of friends and family. And I also, I I have a YouTube channel that's, you know, kind of unrelated, well, slightly related. It's more like relaxation videos and different things like that. And I had uh, at that time a a fairly big audience. I think it was at the time of release, probably like 50,000 subscribers on there. And um, it's a bit bigger now, but I found ways to integrate 
what I was doing with this book into the channel. So I would do something that fit with them, such as like a softly spoken reading of a chapter or something like that to introduce that channel to ah, my product, right? So I try to find a way to make it fit. And I tried to build up as much as I could, convert them to an email list and things like that so that when it did get released, I would have a bump of people who were buying it and uh, reviewing it. And it totally worked out in that way. Oh, that's cool. And then, you know, at what point did you realize that this was actually going to be, you know, something that was going to be uh, successful for you? Was it the day after you published on, on Kindle at what, at, or, or was it the audiobook create space at what point in the journey were you like, wow, this is, this is, this is working for me. You know, honestly, probably nothing to do with money. Probably when I started getting feedback from people, because I put, you know, the cool thing about eBooks and this whole, you know, going away from like textbooks, which is what other people in my field tend to look towards. Um, you can be very interactive. I put in my book, hey, tweet at me or send me an email with the subject line feedback and tell me how this went for you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so when I started getting feedback from people that said, you know, like, oh my God, you know, my life's changed. I was at my wits end and all of the texts that I've read have been so complicated that my anxious brain couldn't even begin. And then I got your book and I read it in one sitting and now I feel hopeful. You know, that, it gave me chills. I got a chill right now thinking about That's it, cool. you know. And I think that's where I realized that there's something there. And then, of course, you know, a, a couple months, few months down the line when um, I was kind of doing our budgeting for the month and I sat down with my wife and I'm like, hey, we uh, we're act this is part of our income now. We're actually like uh, we don't have to worry about rent this month because of that. And on top of that, you know, all my normal job and things like that, we don't have to stress about it. Right. And so that was that was kind of a, a realization. And we were kind of tentative at first, like, OK, well, you know, it could be a fluke. It could be, you know, kind of a, a boom and bust thing. But it's growing. It's still growing right now. You know, every month is better than the last for the most part. So, yeah, yeah it's real. That's cool. I, and thank you for sharing, you know, all those feelings and thoughts that came along with it. And then, you know, I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned in the beginning was the fact that you had just taken a week and a half to write this book. And yes, you said it was a little bit shorter than normal, but you know, I know from my own experience that the book writing process can be quite challenging. And so I'm curious to know how you learned to write a book. What did you do? What made you so productive and efficient with the writing of the book, which I know is a lot of things, you know, a big reason why people don't write a book is just, it's such a scary thing. How did you do it? You know, I took it, I took it one step at a time. The initial chapters flew out of me. Like, you know, I was it, they just flew out of me. You know, my fingers couldn't type fast enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like the first two or three chapters. And then I kind of sat down and outlined the whole thing. You know, I did something very similar to your, uh, post-it technique, you know, where mm -hmm. you kind of go through and, and outline the whole thing in a visual way. And from there, it was just about finding time where I could. And I certainly didn't have a huge overabundance of time. Uh, you have to realize that when I wrote this book, I was, I shouldn't, I have no business writing a book when I did because it was during my doctoral internship. So my pre-doc internship, <laughs> uh, which is a full-time 40 hour a week, you know, I'm basically a, a working psychologist in a busy healthcare setting. Yeah. And so, you know, nine to five or eight to five rather, I'm, I'm there at the office, but between patients over my lunch break, if I had a cancellation, you know, when I got home in bed on the iPad, uh, kind of just fitting it in wherever I could bit by bit. And then on the weekends, kind of going hard on it when I could get to a coffee shop or something like that. And uh, it, it didn't take too long to, to get the whole thing done. 
And then what was your next step after you kind of finished the manuscript? What was the first thing you did after that? Kind of uh, regained my senses and was like, <laughs> whoa, you know, like what just happened? Um, I kind of took, I kind of took a, I, I took a, a bit of time away from looking at the text because, um, you know, I, I went through my, the whole thing by myself. I didn't get it edited by somebody else, which, you know, it's it's a plus and a minus, you know, it, it could be uh, tighter in that regard if I had, you know, hired somebody, but I didn't have money to at that point. Mm. So, you know, maybe we could talk more about that later, but, you know, it's from the ground up my project. And so what I did is I took some time away from the text and started talking to my wife about what strategies we were going to do moving forward. And she's kind of become my de facto creative director. She has her own kind of creative entrepreneurial projects. And so she designed me a website, made me a Facebook group and stuff like that and started getting the uh, buzz going for it. Mm -hmm. So I started sharing like uh, tidbits from different chapters, you know, my chapter list, like what are you excited for, you know, starting an email list and giving people a free chapter, giving away different things and trying to get uh, some buzz going for it so that when I hit the publish button, there would be a big spike. Yeah, awesome. Now, you said that you were coming out with another book, and I'm curious, how does this all play a role in, in the long-term game here? Like, I'm curious to know what your ultimate goals are with this. Is this something that you feel like it's just a series of books, or does it turn into something else down the road? Where, now that you know that you've kind of validated this process and it's working out for you, where do you want to go with it? Well, I mean, it's really changed the landscape of, of my life really. And, and, and my view of my career, like I mentioned at the beginning, there's a, there's a, a trap that a lot of people who in psychology, a lot of psychologists fall into, which is especially in private practice, you have to really, it's kind of like a, a business situation where you, where you eat what you kill, right? You have to constantly be working in order to get the money and put food on the table and people get burnt out from that. And so I'm, I'm really pleased to have this success and continue the book series as a means to help me do what I love, which is helping people and directly, you know, one-on-one -on -one through therapy or psychological assessment, these other things that I do, I have more freedom to do that as a passion, not as a desperation sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's really freeing to me. And continuing forward, I, I'm about to release this next book, probably uh, just a little after your, your book coming out in February, um, which will be about depression. And um, after that, I think, you know, I have some other projects that I want to do. Uh, it's kind of like once you do one, you have the, the language for doing it. You have the, uh, I don't want to say muscle memory, but I know the process now. Right. So I'm, I'm planning on, you know, um, my kind of project list is going to be this next book. I'm probably going to write a book with another uh, person in my field about dementia. Um, and that one's going to be in a similar tone, but not quite as crass. It's going to be more like a normal person's guide to, you know, does my mom have dementia? How, how can I tell? What is normal aging? Mm -hmm. In words that they can understand. And then, you know, another thing that I really want to do is make a course, like an e-course. And I want to make it on basically Psych 101 for people that are a little too bored in their normal psychology class. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so, so that will be kind of a, a natural flow from these two books, taking the same tone, taking the same approach, but converting it into a course where people, you know, they're the night before their final, they forgot to study, they need something that's not boring, they need some language that they could understand, and that's what I want to be there for. Are you building a brand uh, around these books? Like, is there a website and uh, you're building a community there too? 
Yeah, you know, um, it's it's an offshoot of my website. I do have the domain hardcoreselfhelp.com, and that just redirects to a page on my site where I talk about the book. Um, my main site is is just Duff the Psych, p s y c h dot com, and um, I'm trying to get people to get onto my email list right now. Um, I know that's important. I hear you talk about it all the time, so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. <laughs> so how are, I'm people, how, how are you getting people to do that? Right now, I'm giving people a free chapter um, of the book when they sign up for it, of my next book on depression, and also nice. kind of taking opportunities wherever I can to redirect people to it. So, for instance, there's a blog post of mine um, that is – it really blew up virally. It's basically uh, an animated GIF, and it's a exercise where you breathe along to that animated GIF when you're having anxiety. And it was shared all over the place. And so I went into that post and put something at the bottom, trying to redirect people to my email list. So things like that. Um, I have certainly not perfected the email game yet. I'm kind of taking it one step at a time, trying to get this book out. And then, you know, it'll be uh, 20% doing the book and then 80% pushing it out there and hustling with it. But that's where I'm at with it right now. Nice. I'm looking here on your website because Hey, I was just initially curious about that GIF, which I can't. Uh, where where could where where could people look up to find that GIF file? I believe it's duffthepsych.com slash stop anxiety. I want to think, or I want to say, uh, is that right? I'm going there now, we'll see. Uh, okay. The get this GIF can stop your anxiety. Yeah. Yes. So it's a so I mean it's basically an animated gift that I didn't make I found online and obviously I give credit for it there that somebody made and I thought it was a really good breathing tool because it's like a geometric shape that expands and contracts kind of like your diaphragm and so I wrote a little narrative talking about you know um, what's going on in your body when you feel stress or when you feel anxiety how it's not something that can hurt you physically and kind of taking you step by step and helping you breathe through it. That's cool. No, I'm looking at yeah. it now. It's kind of. Hypnotic. Hypnotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then in going through your site, I came across this interesting thing where you were giving away five signed copies of your book. Oh, yeah. And you're using a tool here. Can you talk about this tool and how it's helped you? I've heard other people talk about it. I've never mentioned it before, but I'm curious to know how it has helped you in terms of managing this sort of contest that you did. Is that the uh, Rafflecopter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Rafflecopter is a, is a tool that you can use and uh, you can embed it, you know, in your website or you can, uh, they have like a Facebook app and they have a lot of different ways to kind of push it out there. But what it does is it allows people to enter drawings, giveaways through a variety of means. And every, every method that they use to basically follow you or, you know, you could, you can set different things. So you can say, follow me on Twitter or sign up for my email list or, you know, like my Facebook page or tweet about this. Mm-hmm. And each of those different things gives them another entry. So uh-huh. it motivates them to, you know, if I if I do all those things, I'll have five entries. And so I'll be more likely to win whatever the prize is. And then you set it for a certain amount of time and then you can automatically uh, pick the the winners just through the app. You just click a button and it will post the winners there. That's cool. Is that a WordPress plugin? They have one, I think. Um, they have a lot of different tools there. I would, I would check out the the site for the definitive answer to that. Cool. But um, yeah, I, you know, they have code that you could paste in and all that kind of stuff. That's sweet. Again, that's Rafflecopter. And I remember going to a couple conferences last year where I saw people wearing a shirt with a little helicopter with a smiley oh, yeah. face on it. And then, you know, I just made the connection here that that's what it was. So uh, probably a tool worth considering or using. So thank, thank you for sharing that. I just randomly 
found that uh, coming across your site here. Um, the last question I want to ask you before we before you finish up, and again, thank you again, Robert, for taking the time and, and for sharing this. I think I think this is you know it's one of those episodes where y- you know you go into it and you listen and, and you don't really know who the person is, but then you come out of it and you're like, wow, this person was just like me, and then I just have to do those things or take action or yeah. you know and, and you know people have heard that all the time. I mean, a lot of people reference uh, Shane and Jocelyn Sands in episode one twenty two is one of the most one of the best episodes ever and nobody knew who they were before they were on the show and it's you know not to say that pe- people can get famous on my show it's not that's not what it's about it's about <laughs> people who are here like yourself robert who are willing to share what you've done how you've done it and just give us inspiration as a result uh, just again i, I just want to thank you for, for oh, doing absolutely. that the final question i have for you is just you know, for everybody else out there who feels like they have a book in them and, and they want to get involved with something like you did with, you know, Kindle and the Audible book and, and Create Space, like what are one or two things you can share with them about, you know, you and your journey that, uh, you know, you wish you knew before you got into it so that you can, uh, you know, help these people out who are just getting started? I, I think that it's it's actually gone pretty well for me is I really don't have any regrets. And part of the reason for that is because I think it's important to recognize that ebooks in particular are a live format in some ways. You can always update them. You could always change things. You know, I've I put out a second edition to my book, but before that I put a few corrections in, changed a few things around as I started getting feedback. You know, I my tip would be to to go for it. Really, you can write something down, you can upload it to Kindle, and the next day you could be making seventy percent on every sale from it. You know, so it, it just go for it. If you have some sort of expertise, if you have some sort of unfair advantage, like you said, something unique about you. It doesn't even have to be exactly what you're doing with your quote unquote real person job. Um, There's no risk to it. I've put literally zero dollars into this and I've gotten so much back from it. So, you know, it's at the time is the currency that you're using here and the passion that you have is the currency that you're using here. So I would say go for it. A few particular tips about, you know, publishing on Kindle, I would say just have some self-awareness about your book. If it's the kind of thing that can spread just based on the title, based on the cover, you know, be aware of that. If, if it's not, you're going to have to do more legwork on your own and you want to be, uh, aware of your categories that you post it under. Um, you have different categories that you can use. So for instance, somebody who's making a detective book about somebody who goes back in time and solves mysteries and then donates all the proceeds to cat charities, right? They're, probably not the most viral book in themselves. Um, and they want to be careful with their categories instead of saying mystery novels, which is probably super saturated. They might want to look at like cat lovers or something like that. Mm -hmm. And for me, the humor uh, category has worked out really well. Oh, wow. Nice. Not necessarily just, um, self-help, but, um, it's, you know, self-help and humor. And that has really helped to kind of narrow down people looking for my book. So, you know, be aware of the categories I would say as well. No, I love that. That's that's great advice. Thank you, Robert, again, for coming on the show. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, uh, what I want people to do most is go uh, to Twitter and follow me, and it's at DuffThePsych. And psych, like we said, is just P-S-Y-C-H, like psychologist. So at DuffThePsych, uh, you can check out my website. And uh, I was wondering if you would mind if I offered a little um, a little something-something to your audience. No, I love something-something. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put, I'll put up a, I'll put up a separate page. So duff the slash Pat with one T cool. and, um, I'll, I'll put something up there. I, I'll do like a, let's say a 30% off coupon for the print book. Um, cause I can do that through create space and we'll see what else I can throw in there. Awesome. And thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody else does too. So, uh, you know, best of luck to you in the launch of the next book. I am thank sure you. by the time that this episode comes out, 
I believe it will be also out. And so we'll make sure to put a link in the show notes too to both your books. And again, thank you uh, all for listening. Thank you, Robert, for, for taking the time. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Robert Duff from DuffThePsych.com. That's D-U-F-F, the, P-S-Y-C-H.com. As always, if you wanna get the show notes and the resources and links mentioned in this particular episode, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 206. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 206. Robert, thanks again for being on. I also wanna thank today's sponsors. First up, one of my favorite tools, probably the best find over the last year in terms of WordPress plugins slash web application, and this is CoSchedule. I've gotten to know the team over there very well. This is a tool that my team and I use every single day. I go in there, I see what tasks I need to do, and this is all related to the content that you publish. So this is what we're using to get ahead on our content, to plan ahead, to have the entire team come together in one place to manage the content that gets posted in the future, from the blog content to the um, social media links and, and you know every, or social media posts. You can actually, ahead of time, schedule your social media posts to go out. That's one of the coolest features, I think, is when you write a post, you draft it actually in WordPress itself, you'll see how you can schedule, you can actually write out your tweets belowhand, your Facebook posts belowhand before you publish, and then you can have them set out to go one day, two day, a week, two weeks, however many days after you publish that post, they get sent out automatically. It is attributed, attributed to a ton of extra traffic coming to the site, so I highly recommend you check this out. It makes it really easy to do all those things co-schedule. If you want to check it out, go to smartpassiveincome.com slash co-schedule. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash co-schedule. Hey, really quick, I want to let you know about a page on the website that might be really helpful for you. A lot of you are already taking action on what you've heard on the podcast, which is fantastic, but a lot of you have also messaged me asking for more, deeper information, more fine-tuned and highly targeted information for specific problems and pains that you might be having. So what I did was I actually put together a few courses. There's more courses actually coming down the road, uh, but you could check out all the courses and things that are available to you there at smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. My team and I have worked really hard to put together the best information that'll help you solve specific problems that you might be having in your business. So if you're just starting out and you need help and you need accountability, handholding, you want a community behind this as well, Check it out, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You can see what's available there. All different kinds of courses to help you through a number of different things you might be working on. And like I said, there are more courses coming down the road too. So one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate it. One more time, the show notes available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 206. And I look forward to serving you next week because we have a lot of great stuff coming uh, actually this entire year. I'm, I'm looking at my uh, content schedule right now and uh, I just wanna just let you know that you're in the right spot. There, you're gonna, there's, there's a lot of good stuff coming in, including some more coaching calls with other people. That was one that I did and experimented with last year. I had a, uh, it wasn't a show or interview necessarily. It was an insider. You guys were sitting in, sitting in on a coaching call between myself and somebody who was struggling with a, a, a launch and there's more of that kind of stuff coming later too. A lot more success stories from SPI readers and listeners just like Robert today and a lot more interviews with experts as well. Um, so a lot coming. Thank you guys again so much. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I'll see you on the blog. I'll see you in the Facebook community. For those of you who don't know about that, you can check that out, smartpassiveincome.com slash community. Man, so, so much good stuff out there. Looking forward to serving you guys next week. Till then, cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.